I want you to understand the power, like the sheer unbridled power of clear communication. I see communication skills as a gateway to leadership. As you become better at communicating, people are more clearly able to see the extent of your talent. They're able to see how high quality your execution is. They're able to see how sophisticated your thinking is. Those meeting rooms are really a chance to start building a reputation among the people in your company who are really going to be able to move the needle for you professionally. Welcome to the Art of Speaking Up a podcast that helps professional women access the limitless potential that lies within them. I'm your host, Jessica Guzik, and my mission is to help you find that spark inside you that has the power to transform your career in ways you may not have thought possible. I'm so excited that you're here. And now, on to the show. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here, for listening, for tuning in. I'm Jess. I am the host and creator of this podcast. I used to have a career in the corporate space. I had a very successful career as a corporate strategist. I advanced super quickly in my nine to five career, even though I struggled with insecurities and with finding my voice. And these days I have transitioned out of that career and into what is now my second career, which is a full-time podcast host and career coach for women who supports women in building confidence and finding a super powerful voice and advancing into leadership positions. The idea of women moving upwards gets me very excited, makes me very happy, really motivates me. And that is the entire purpose of this show. And if you've been around here for a minute, you know that I like to talk about communication skills. Shocker. (laughs) This show is called The Art of Speaking Up. And there's a reason for that. It's because I see communication skills as a gateway to leadership. As you become better at communicating, people are more clearly able to see the extent of your talent. They're able to see how high quality your execution is. They're able to see how sophisticated your thinking is. The way that I think about it is like, you probably spend a portion of your day, not all of your day, but a chunk of your day, like sitting at your laptop doing your actual job, but no one's ever watching you do that, right? Where people are watching you is in meetings. So the impression that they form, a huge part of the impression that they form in terms of how good you are at your job happens in meetings. And so you want your communication skills to be equal to or better than your execution skills, because it's almost like People can only think you're as good as your communication skills because your communication skills is how you talk to them about your work. And so when your communication skills are very sharp, people tend to see your work as very sharp. And of course, building communication skills, finding your voice, it requires courage, it requires effort. It is often a journey for almost every single one of my clients, pretty much every single one of them. And my hope is to help you with that journey. And today we are talking about a very foundational topic that is so important for you to wrap your head around and to eventually master especially if ascending into leadership is important, if you want to be really successful in your career. And that is the topic of executive communication. So what I want to share with you today is some advice and some very concrete help to help you get better at executive communication 
But before I share that, I want to briefly define what executive communication is and why it matters. Because when you are doing something like listening to the advice that I share on this podcast, if you know why you're doing it, you will be so much more effective in actually executing what I suggest. So what is executive communication and why does it matter? Executive communication simply means that your communication is high enough quality to meet the very exacting standard of a highly experienced executive audience. So when you think about your career, There are all kinds of different people you will talk to when you have meetings, when you're sharing your work. You might be talking to people who report to you, right? So you might have more experience than the other people in the room. You might be sharing your work with peers. So you might have similar level of experience to people in the room. You might be sharing your work with your boss. So you're, you know, you're sharing your work with someone who has more experience than you. And as you move higher in an organization, as you gain more visibility, you will be in more and more rooms with people who have higher and higher titles. And when you can impress those audiences, it does wonders for your career for so many reasons, right? I could probably do an entire podcast episode just on the reasons why that's hugely impactful. But a couple big ones that come to mind is, one, when highly influential people in your organization see you as a powerful communicator, they their thoughts about you and how they think about like your competence and your skill level within the organization gets very favorable and they eventually can become supporters and advocates for you. So it's sort of like those meeting rooms are really a chance to start building a reputation among the people in your company who are really going to be able to move the needle for you professionally. So that's one very important reason why communication skills matter so much and This was a huge, huge, huge component, not the only component, but this was a massive component that helped me accelerate in my career to executive levels at a very young age. I I reached official executive status at a very large, well-respected company, the Walt Disney Company, in my early 30s, partly because of this. So that's the first reason. But the second reason, which is equally important and very much connected to the first reason, is that The higher quality your communication, the higher quality engagement you will get in your meetings. So when your content is very clearly, crisply, and effectively communicated to your audience, they will listen more, they will pay attention more, they will interact more. The more that happens, the more they're going to be invested in the work that you're doing. There is a huge difference between you sharing your work with an audience full of people And that audience kind of like half listening, half checking their email, or maybe they're listening, but they're not like really super into it versus you sharing with an audience of executives and they're asking questions and they're making comments and they're sharing ideas. The whole feeling of the conversation, the room, the meeting, it just completely shifts And it starts to feel less like, oh, I'm just sharing my work with them and like I just have to like get through this PowerPoint and walk them through this stuff. It starts to feel less like that and more like, oh, we're partners in this. We're achieving this shared goal, this common objective together. And what you will find is as you cultivate that dynamic, your projects are going to get more buy-in. They're going to get more fuel behind them because your audience is going to care about the success of your work more. And part of the reason they care is because you're communicating it to them in a way that's very easily digestible for them 
So you're making it really easy for them to interact and engage in your meeting, right? We really have to think about if we want our audience to engage with us, if we want them to think really highly of us, if we want them to respect us, if we want them to support our work, then it's our job as the communicator to make that easy for them. And that really is what executive communication is all about. It's about making it easy for your audience to listen, to engage, and to care about the work that you are sharing with them. Now, today I'm sharing a very specific skill. I would argue that executive communication, it's a whole set of skills. It's a portfolio of skills. And I teach that portfolio of skills in depth inside my group program, The Art of Speaking Up Academy. So I want you to think about executive communication as not just like one skill, but a toolbox with many different tools in it. And today we're pulling out one tool out of the toolbox. And we're specifically talking about how to create clarity and ease for your audience. So the one thing that you wanna make sure never happens when you're aiming for really high quality executive communication is you never want your audience to be confused. You always want them to experience clarity and ease. In other words, when they listen to you, they're clear on what you're saying and it feels easy to listen. I think we tend to forget that listening is on a spectrum from easy to hard. When people are sharing things with us that are very complicated and not well organized, listening is very, very hard. We're trying to make sense of what we're saying. We have to focus our brain. We're getting lost. We're losing, we're getting like confused. We're losing the train of thought. So listening can be hard or listening can be easy. Listening can be is easy when the person speaking is being very clear and it's very simple. And then in that case, things are making sense. We're following and not only are we following, but we might even start to wonder what they're gonna say next because we're not falling behind and it's interesting to us and we're engaged. They've made listening easy. I use this analogy sometimes when I'm teaching in the Art of Speaking Up Academy or teaching executive communication to clients in various settings, but it's kind of the difference between walking into a really well-organized store For me, the Apple store always comes to mind because I think when you go to the Apple store, it's relatively easy to find exactly what you need versus walking into a store that's not as well organized. Best Buy comes to mind, right? When I'm in a Best Buy type store, I feel like it takes a minute to be like, where the heck are like the headphones, right? There's like, it's just not that easy to find. Whereas like if I walk into an Apple store, I know exactly where to go to find the headphones. And that's a really great analogy to think about your audience having a hard listening experience versus an easy listening experience. When it's easy, they don't have to do all this extra mental work to get to where they're trying to go, which in the case of you speaking is where they're trying to go is to get to an understanding of what it is you're sharing. So today we're talking about how to do that how to create more of that for your audience so that they engage, so that they think highly of you and your work. And I'm gonna start with an analogy and then I'm gonna explain what this all means for you. So the analogy that I wanna use is going to the airport and having a flight that you need to catch. Here's what I want you to imagine. You have a flight and you have just enough time to drive to the airport get out of your Uber, 
get into the airport, go through security, find your gate and board the plane. You have just enough time. Now, I also want you to imagine that you are flying out of an airport that you've never been to before. So you're going to order your Uber and go to the airport. Great. Everything's good. You get in your Uber, you get to the airport, you pull up your ticket. You're like, okay, I'm on Delta, flight, blah, 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 boards at this time, departs at this time. I don't have checked bags. Everything's good. And then you get to the airport and there are no signs. There are no signs for anything. So I literally want you to imagine the first sign we often see at the airport is departures versus arrival. You see this airport, there's an up ramp and a down ramp, but they're unlabeled. So your Uber's like, uh, which way do we go? And you're like, oh, I don't know. And then your Uber driver picks a route <laughs> and then none of the the terminals have labels. So you know how typically you drive through an airport and it's like terminal one, terminal two, terminal three, and it lists out all the airlines. There is nothing. You don't know the number. You don't know the airline. You don't know how many terminals total they are. You don't know where you are in the airport. And your Uber driver says like, okay, what airline are you flying? And you're like Delta. And you both kind of look at each other and you have this moment where you're like, oh crap. Like I have just enough time to catch my flight under normal circumstances, but this airport is unlabeled. I don't even know if we're in arrivals versus departures. I don't know how many terminals there are. I don't know which terminals are what, and I have no idea where Delta is. So this is a very stressful situation. And for you to even find your terminal, you're gonna have to put in a ton of legwork. You are probably going to have to get out of the Uber multiple times to ask people and get directions so that first you can figure out, am I even in the right place of arrivals versus departures? And then once you figure that out and you have that information, then you need to figure out what terminal Delta is in and then you need to find that terminal because everything is unlabeled. So rather than what you thought was going to happen, which is like, okay, I'm going to cruise into the airport. I'm going to find my terminal. I'm going to get out of the Uber and I'm going to board my flight. You are like hustling to figure out where to even go. And you're getting stressed because you don't want to miss your flight, right? So then, then after a little bit of a runaround, asking people, getting out of the car, figuring out where the heck the Delta terminal is, you find it, you get out of the Uber and you're like, thank goodness, right? But then you get into the airport and there's still no labels anywhere. So you're like, okay, my ticket says gate 35, but I don't know how to get to gate 35 and I don't know what gate is gate 35. So you're in this unlabeled airport. You have to first figure out which security line is going to get me closer to gate 35. And then once you've gone through that security line, you have to find gate 35 because all of the gates are unlabeled. So you make it through security you ask someone at a kiosk, they point you towards gate 35, you're sprinting and you're sweating and you're like running and running and you get there because you're running out of time because you spent all this time trying to figure out how to find your plane. You finally get there, they're about to finish boarding, the doors are about to close, you get on that airplane, you run inside, you grab your seat, everyone's sitting, they're all staring at you, they're like, what took this girl so long? And you're like, what, how do these people even know where to go? and you get on the plane and it begins to take off. Now, I wanna ask you how you would be feeling emotionally at that moment. Do you think you'd be feeling good or do you think you'd be feeling not so good? I know if it was me <laughs> and I had that experience, I would be very, very agitated. And it's, isn't it crazy to see, like it's wild to think about that that level of 
like frustration versus ease. Like think about how painful it is to find your flight in an unlabeled airport versus how much easier it is when you have labels and signs and directions in the airport. And it's all because of one little thing that's different, which is that there are signs and labels. And when there are signs and labels at the airport, as long as we've given ourselves enough time, we know where the departures are. We know which terminal we're going to. We know where our airline is. We know which security line to go through. We know how to find our gate. All of those things are easy and we get on the plane and assuming we haven't had any other usual airport drama, we feel okay. But when all of those labels are missing, we have this horrible experience. And look, we got on the plane. You got to the plane. You made your flight. You didn't miss your flight, but you don't feel very happy about it. And you never want to go back to that airport ever again. Am I right? So the reason that I'm sharing this with you is because I want you to understand the power, like the sheer unbridled power of clear communication. A meeting where your communication is crisp and where you create clarity for your audience is like an airport with signs. Your audience will easily find their way to where they need to go and they will board the plane feeling stable, good, and content. Whereas a meeting where you haven't created clarity for your audience and you haven't made it easy for your audience to listen to is like an airport without signs. Your audience will feel stressed out, they will feel confused, they will feel frustrated, and by the time they get on the plane or by the time they finish the meeting, they might not be so eager for the next one. And the same goes for like the positive side, right? When an airport is easy and well-organized, it's like, oh my God, I wish I could fly out of that airport all of the time, right? Versus when it's crazy and chaotic and hard to find things, we tend to not want to re-experience it. So I really want you to think about your communication like an airport. And what I want to hammer home for you in this episode is that the way that we choose to communicate and structure our communication for our audience is going to determine whether it feels to them like an airport without signs or an airport with the most amazing clear signs ever. And what tends to happen, what we will tend to do is not include enough signs because in our work, it is so obvious to us what we're working on. It is so obvious to us what we're doing that we forget that our audience isn't in the day-to-day. So if there's someone at the airport or actually either an airport or airline employee who let's say like an employee who works for Delta, that employee doesn't need any of the signs, right? Like they could go into the unlabeled airport. They know where to go. They know where to park. They know where to get out to. They know where the gate is. They know everything, right? So they don't need any signs. So if we ask that employee to design the airport, they might forget to add the signs because they don't need them. This is how it is with our work. We become so familiar with it that we forget that our audience doesn't know their way around the airport, doesn't know their way around our work. And so we tend to underlabel. And when we underlabel, we tend to lean towards giving our audience more of the experience of the airport without any labels or without any signs. This is why it is so important when you are walking people through information to step back and ask yourself, If I share this with someone who not only 
knows nothing about this project, nothing about the work that I'm doing or why I'm doing it, not only knows nothing about that, but this person is also coming into my meeting from a full day of back-to-back meetings on completely unrelated topics, and they are very busy, and their brain is tired, and they are a little bit distracted. If that person plopped into my meeting, would my meeting feel like the clearly labeled airport where they know exactly where to go and exactly how to get to their destination? This is how you need to speak to executives. Here's why. Executives are not in the weeds of your project, and they tend to be highly busy with their attention spread across lots of different things. So it is your responsibility to make sure that your meetings feel like a very clearly labeled airport where there is no opportunity at all for them to get lost. So as you're prepping your meeting, you want to ask yourself, where are all the places where someone in the audience could get confused? And how do I make sure I'm addressing every single one of those places so that it feels easy for my audience so that by the end of the meeting, by the time they get on the plane, they're feeling happy and content and not frustrated and mentally exhausted. Now, here's the thing. This can sometimes boil down to things that are so basic that you are probably forgetting to do some of them. And you'll see that as you do these things, your audience will respond positively. So the first thing that I would suggest you look at is do people even know why they're sitting in your meeting? Why are they there? Why are you inviting them? Don't assume that just because it's in the calendar invite that they looked at that, that they remember that, that they understand that, that they know why you call them meeting, why you're there, and why you need them. That's one of the most foundational things that you want to start with is orienting people and orienting them from the assumption that they plopped into your meeting like an alien plopped onto planet Earth and they have no idea what's going on, but luckily you are going to be there to orient them, right? So that's the first thing you wanna be thinking of. The second thing that you want to be thinking about is not only clearly guiding them through your content, right? But I really want you to think about if you are going to a labeled airport, right? So I gave you this analogy of like the unlabeled airport where there's no signs and it's like the worst thing ever. I want you to think about if you're going to an airport and it's labeled, it's a normal airport, not like a weird wonky unlabeled airport. But before you go to the airport, some you have like, I don't know, maybe you have a really good Uber driver. And the Uber driver is like, oh, you're flying Delta. Have you been to this airport before? And you're like, no, I haven't. And your Uber driver is like, oh, okay, cool. Let me just give you a heads up so that you can get to your gate really easily. So first of all, this airport has a zillion terminals, but you don't have to worry about that because Delta, it's in the first terminal. So we'll get there right away. Now, here's the thing. As soon as you enter the Delta terminal, it's like it's always chaos. There's lines, there's people. You don't need to worry about all that because the security is to the right and there's usually not that many people off in that direction. So just as soon as you enter, don't even worry about all the lines in front of you. You're not checking bags. Just go straight to security. And then as soon as you get past security, oh, what gate are you? Oh, your gate 35. Okay, that gate is all the way at the end. So after you get past security, you're going to walk and it's going to feel like you're walking really far and you're going to wonder if you missed it. Just keep walking because you will get to a dead end and you will know when you're there. So now what that Uber driver has done is not only 
are you in an airport that has labels, but they've given you this wonderful, beautiful, generous blueprint to help you navigate the airport with more ease? And so they really helped you because of course you could have found it on your own, but with that insight, you now have additional context that's going to help you feel less stressed out about going where you're going, right? You have like the insider's perspective. So when you're sharing content with your audience, foundation number one is that the airport is labeled, right? In other words, every piece of information, every section that you're sharing with them, it's very clear what it is. What are we looking at? What is this? Where are we in the presentation? So that they're following you from slide to slide, from section to section, from idea to idea that you're sharing. But in addition to that, it's not just about sharing the content in a way that's clear and coherent and makes sense, but it's also about giving them that context, giving them that guidance so that they're not just, you know, passively listening to your content, but so that they know what's coming. They have that insider information that helps them feel more confident listening to you and helps them engage more deeply. Now, the best way for me to share this with you is by example. So I'm gonna walk you through an example of what this could look like kicking off a meeting so that you can get a feel for this and so that you can try this out in your next meeting. So let's say that you have a meeting where you are going to be kicking off a brand new project with a group of stakeholders and you're walking them through exactly what's gonna happen during let's say the four months that the project is going to be underway. So you're bringing everyone together so that they know how the project is going to operate and so that they know their their team and like their specific role on the project. So what you would say using the principles that I'm teaching you in this episode is the first thing you would do is you would say, hey, everyone, thank you so much for joining this meeting. Now, here's why we're here and here's why I brought us together, because we are about to start a brand new project. Let's just pretend this project is called Project Z. We are about to start a brand new project, Project Z. Now here's the goal of Project Z and here's why we decided to do this project in the first place. Blah, 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 here's the goal, here's why we decided to do the project. Then you would say, now listen, here's what I need from you today. I'm gonna be walking you through the different phases of the project so that you know where your team plugs in I don't have any immediate action items for you from this meeting except to let me know if there are any places that don't make sense. I want to make sure the project looks and feels clear and coherent to you so that you have a like a very solid understanding of how you and your team are going to be plugging in once we kick off this project next week. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to walk you through this project and I just want to warn you that this is a pretty complex project. So I'm going to be sharing quite a few things, but don't worry, I'm going to be walking you through them piece by piece, and we're gonna have time to pause and discuss and ask questions. So if as I'm walking you through it, you're noticing that there are a lot of parts and moving pieces, you're definitely right. But we are going to make sure that we spend enough time on each piece to make sure your teams, you and your teams have the clarity that you need And we will be meeting again two weeks from now for our official kickoff where you will have another opportunity to get clarity and ask questions as we move into execution of the project. So let me begin. Okay, so that was my example to you. (laughs) That was a little intense. I just made that up on the spot. But 
What I want you to notice from that example is I assumed that my audience knows nothing about why they're sitting in this meeting, knows nothing about this project, and knows nothing about why they're there and what I need from them. So those are the assumptions that I made. But in addition to telling them why they're there, and what I'm gonna be walking through, I also gave them this heads up of like, listen, this is going to feel complicated. There are a lot of parts to this. And because I shared that with them, I'm being like the Uber driver who's telling the passenger like, look, the airport's a little crazy, but here's how you get to your gate. This is what you want to be doing with your audience because it decreases the chances that they're going to get overwhelmed and then stop paying attention to you or think that it's too complicated. Just like with the Uber driver, it decreased the chances that you would feel overwhelmed walking into that airport. And so there are two things that are happening to smoothly get the airport attendee to their gate. One is that everything is clearly labeled, right? So what this means for you is that when you're going through your content, going through your presentation, ask yourself, where am I missing information? Where am I missing context? Where am I missing labels? Where am I assuming my audience knows the ins and outs of this when they don't? Where do they need foundational information and guidance so that what I'm sharing makes sense, right? You're like an airport employee designing an airport. So your mind, just like everyone's mind, this isn't just you, this is everyone, but your mind is going to be biased towards not including enough information because it's so familiar to you. So you really want to ask yourself, where have I forgotten to label something in the airport? Where's a place where I'm assuming my audience knows just as much as I know? Then you want to ask yourself, okay, how can I now make sure that when my audience goes into the airport of my presentation, they don't feel overwhelmed and they kind of have a heads up for how to navigate it and what's coming. And this is where you want to ask yourself, where might my audience feel overwhelmed, like this is too much, confused, and how can I reassure them and how can I carefully guide them through that so that they can get to their end destination, aka clarity, as smoothly as possible. This is such an important skill and your ability to do this can literally make the difference between a path where you elevate into leadership versus not. The reason being is that the things that we work on in a corporate setting are complicated. They are difficult. There are a lot of components to them. So creating simplicity, organizing, creating that smooth experience is really, really hard when your content is complex. So it is the people that are really good at doing that who are able to take something complex, put it in front of a group of executives who are busy and distracted and not thinking about that topic all day long and have that group of executives have a very positive, easy listening experience. It is the people that are able to do that that tend to really, really stand out in an organization. And I really want you to think about this. No matter where you sit in the organization, doesn't matter how senior you are. Your time with high up executives is always very limited. The higher up an executive is in an organization, the more their time is needed in many different places. So the time that you get with them is very, very limited. So you want to make the most out of it. You want them to remember you, right? You want to start building that reputation in their mind. And this is how you do this. Now, I will say, this is a skill that you will practice over and over. So I don't want you to expect yourself to get this perfectly. I don't want you to put a ton of pressure on yourself that you're doing it wrong. I just want you to stop and ask yourself before your next meeting, if my audience has no idea about this project, where are places where I can add a little more context and where are the places where they might feel overwhelmed, or confused, and how can I better guide them through those parts? 
Just doing that over and over again will have an enormous impact over the quality of your communication in the long run, which will have an enormous impact over the quality of your career in the long run. And of course, if you want to do this in a much deeper way, if you want to get into the application with me and learn this at a more detailed level, you will get to dive very deep into the Art of Speaking Up Academy. I teach you a full set of tools for executive communication and I get really hands-on with you in terms of helping you learn how to create clarity and ease for your audience and learn how to take the concepts that I'm sharing and apply them to your content, right? So it's very much like the bridge between taking what you're learning in the podcast and being like, okay, now how do I go do that in a meeting? That is what I support you with in that program. The Art of Speaking Up Academy is not open for enrollment as of this episode coming out, but it does open for enrollment every several months. And the best way to find out and be first in line when doors open for the Art of Speaking Up Academy is to add yourself to the waitlist, which you can find at jessicasatcoaching.com slash academy. I will also link it in the show notes. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm wishing you so much luck in your meetings. I know you're going to kill it. I know you can do this. I know you can learn this. I know you can get good at this. I believe in you so much. I hope that you can believe in yourself as much as I believe in you. And I'm wishing you so much luck, an amazing day, and an amazing week. Bye.